The following story was a finalist in our 1000 word fast fiction contest. If you enjoy tales like this, head on over to coldopenstories.com. On the site, you'll find our call for submissions, writing competitions, and community of authors and voice talent. While you're there, you can also check out our award-winning full cast audio dramas, fan fiction, and original content. And now, Cold Open Stories presents Ice and Starlight, written by Daniel Summerbell and performed by Cooper Mortlock. Every breath Aramis took spread the ice a little further across the inside of his canopy. Starlight shimmered around the crystals as the crippled ship curved across the heavens. Yet still, they grew. Mechanically, Aramis repeated the ritual of the emergency checklist. He toggled switches he knew were dead. He read aloud the dwindling supplies of oxygen and fuel, although there was nobody alive to hear him. He broadcast the Mayday signal himself, even though it was no more likely to be received than the robotic repetitions of the automated system. Samek 907 calling all frequencies. Mayday. Repeat. Mayday. Location? Relictus system. Object 5. In orbit. Orbital period? 9 hours. Survivors? 1. Projected survival? He looked down at the gauges. 71 hours. Limiting factor, O2 supply. Mayday, repeat, Mayday. This finished. There was nothing else to do but watch the ice crystals grow. A voice crackling over the voxlet jerked Aramis upright. Sade 406, calling Samek 907. Copy Mayday. Our location, Interstellar. Relictus Sedepiditis System. Transit 15% complete. Request retransmit of your location. Over. Samek 907, Aramis transmitted. Calling Sade 406. Location, Relictus System. Object 5, in orbit. Mayday, repeat, Mayday. Aramis projected a star map on the heads-up display, highlighting the Depiditis System. It lay close to the horizon formed by the bulk of Object 5. As his orbit continued, he watched it creep into the hazy outer layer of the gas giant. The minutes slipped by. Half the system had vanished before the Vox crackled once more. The voice faded into inaudibility before returning. Not perceived. Request retransmit. A burst of static erased the end of the message. Aramis repeated his plea three times without reply. Four hours later, as Depiditus re-emerged on the upward curve of his orbit, he tried again, focusing the power of the transmitter in the direction the other ship had been heading. Nothing. 
The ice thickened on the inside of the canopy, blurring the starry pinpricks into an indistinct glow. Shivering, Aramis went through his ritual yet again. Projected survival? 57 hours. Limiting factor? O2 supply. Mayday, repeat. Mayday. Samek 907. Said a voice, crystal clear in his headphones. We note your distress. Coming to your assistance. Aramis's heart leapt within him. So immediate a response. Such a clear signal could only have come from a ship close by. Samek 907 to unknown call sign. Request identity and location. Over. We are interstellar. Incoming from the... The voice paused, as if the name were unfamiliar. Desolatus system. Aramis frowned. The voice had sounded so near. Samek 907 to unknown call sign, Aramis repeated. Request identity and ETA. The voice, in defiance of all Vox etiquette, chuckled. <laughs> Don't fret. We'll be with you in 60 hours or so. 70 at the most. Despair flooded back into Aramis's veins. I run out of air in 57 hours, he replied, abandoning protocol himself. 59 if I can find a functioning suit. I can't last that long. The voice sounded unruffled. Stand by. The pick screen on Aramis's dash flickered into life. It took him a moment to realize what it was showing him. An extraorbital trajectory? He said aloud into the Vox. Towards Desolatus? Quite right, said the voice. It will bring the rendezvous ahead by ten hours. I trust you have the fuel. Only just. If I leave orbit, that'll be it. None left. Even to maneuver. Enough is as good as a feast. You're sure of the rendezvous? If we miss it, I'm heading towards a dead system. We know. But never fear. We'll catch you. Aramis took a deep breath. <sighs> Roger that. He accepted the suggested trajectory and fed it into the autopilot. The screen indicated that the ship would be approaching the slingshot point in just under 20 minutes. Coaxing the ship back into life kept Aramis busy, gently warming the engines, bypassing crippled systems, suppressing power surges that threatened vital components. He tried to keep his breathing slow and steady, preserving his oxygen supply as best he could. He considered scraping the ice off the canopy, but decided it didn't warrant the exertion. Aramis rested his hands on the control column, staring straight ahead. first burn pressed him back in his seat. The second induced a vibration that made his teeth chatter. Something was wrong. Straining against the G-forces, Aramis looked down at his instruments. The thrust on B-engine was intermittent, causing the ship to drift off course. 
He reduced eight throttle and adjusted the controls, steering by his screens. The vibration and the varying thrust made it hard to keep Desolatus in his target zone. But Aramis was an experienced pilot. He drilled for this a thousand times. At last, the engines coughed and expired, one after the other. The ship flew on, gliding silently into the void. Say Mac 907 to unknown callsign, Aramis transmitted. In transit, heading from Relictus, object five to Desolatus, object one, error, plus minus seven seconds of arc, request acknowledge. The Vox stayed silent. Instead, the picked screen flickered. The face that appeared was pale and thin, with an aquiline nose and prominent cheekbones. Long, dark hair was pulled back from a forehead marred by a constellation of silver piercings. The face was cold, arrogant, with a hint of cruelty. It was also, clearly, not human. For some time, the human and the alien stared at one another. The one in horror, the other with a trace of amusement. Well, I am disappointed that we will not meet in person. It would have been very entertaining. But you have helped pass the time on an otherwise dull voyage. It waved a hand in a dismissive gesture. Fly on, monkey. Explore the stars. <laughs>